I failed to mention it during prayer requests. We sometimes think, and Arla said that God says that if it concerns us, it concerns right. Him. Right. And uh, God put on me on the way here that fear is a big problem for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring up because I would be disobedient if I didn't say something about it. You know, why would God say, well, you need to say something about fear and then I just drive on in here and don't do it. Yeah. Well, then, you know, God's going to be like, well, I put fear in your mind for a reason. Right. And whatever the reason is or who it is, I mean, it's not about anyone in particular here because we all have fears and we have fears of falling too. And I heard, I saw a, a marquee that talked about how beautiful fall was. And then it, it made me think of a different kind of fall. Yeah. We, when we fall, yeah. how beautiful it is when we get back up. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Hallelujah. But, yes. But if I, I would have been amiss if I didn't share that, Thank share you. that with you. But yeah, but praise God. And oh my. Okay, where are we at, man? We got another song. All right, here we go. All right, praise God. Well, this one here talks about all of us, I believe.
Well, you just made me think about that when you mentioned fear. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Come on, Tom. Bless him, Lord. I'm saved. Amen. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. That's right. But that, that old fear of dying yeah. was on me. Uh -huh. I was in bad shape. Bless him. Uh -huh. yeah. And I was, I couldn't, I couldn't walk here that door without giving out breath and having to stop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. I found out, I went to the hospital, uh, a friend uh, told us he, need to, he needs to be checked out, it sounds like his heart. So they discovered it was congestive heart failure, they put me in the hospital. Uh, a doctor that Tanya used to work with got me transferred to a better hospital and to an excellent doctor. And uh, they did a lot of tests. And, uh, got me on some medicines and, and I just uh, started improving I feel like rapidly uh, but there for a while I was I was worried I've never been sick like that I've always I've, I've been really blessed being able to, to be active and and do fun things you yeah know? And, but uh, I had the, the last uh, electrocardiogram done uh, I don't know, about a month ago, I guess. And uh, when I, after that was done, we went to the doctor's office and uh, he was just sitting there kind of looking at the floor. He said, he said, I, he said, he said I, I'm mighty happy with you. He said, uh, what's happened is a miracle. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus. You know, he's a medical doctor talking about a miracle. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. thought that uh -huh. was pretty, pretty fine. He said my heart was completely healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Lord, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. But he's uh, not jerking all the medicines away yet. So they have their place. He's, he's, yeah. uh, I'm thankful for it. Yeah, yeah. man. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. 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 Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Couldn't walk to the door without getting winded. He's out hiking in the mountains. All That's right. Amen. 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 I'd like to tell on him a little bit, too, though, now. Over the course of this last about a year, when when I found out about his affliction, there's like two or three different, three different churches that I preach at North Carolina. His wife and him will drive over an hour to come to one of the churches way out in the boonies somewhere. <laughs> Amen. But every time in those services, I'd say, Tommy, you you still sick? Tommy would say, yeah. I'd say, come on, let's pray for you. Ooh. And we'd pray for him. And then I'd see him the next time, a month later, at another church. Tommy, you healed yet? No, not yet. So, come on, let's pray for him again. Now, the reason I'm telling on him is because it would have been easy. A lot of people would have been like, dude, you're embarrassing me. Stop doing this. Maybe God don't want to heal me. Or maybe God's knocking you. We've been never one time. He right. put his hands in the air and said, come on, put some on me, brother. That's right. And Amen. I'm telling you right now, it ain't got nothing to do with the preachers. It's got to do with the fact that he was open and willing yes. to let God do yes. what God could do in his life. That's right. Yeah. And the Bible says faith is the evidence of things yes. not seen. You've just heard evidence today. Mm. 
Yes. That God still does miracles. Yes, He does. So if you need a miracle today, just the evidence that Tommy's got. I'm not even going to get started on rest, y'all. Come on. That Tommy's got is enough faith that's way more than a grain of a mustard seed. Yes. It's way more than a mustard seed to Tommy that his heart is healed, I guarantee you. Yes. Yes. That means there's more than enough faith in this room today for Ruth to have her immune system. Yes. Yes. That's right. God's going to decide who wins between the little brother battle. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah. Amen. So I just want to tell you that today, that if you need a miracle in your life, you're in the right place That's at the right. right time serving the right God Amen. to receive that miracle today. The altar Amen. is open. That's exactly And right. the Lord spoke to me this morning that verse about that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And He specifically spoke to me that a testimony is used in court as evidence. So that is a that is a confirmation to me that if you have a need here today, there ain't no reason to walk out with it. Hallelujah. You know, as a matter of fact, we ain't gonna lay hands on nobody, we ain't gonna cook nobody in oil. If you got a need in your life right now, why don't you just lift your yes. hand right now, and we're gonna pray and ask God Jeez. to meet those needs. Father, right yes, now, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, you oh, are the we God believe. of the universe. Yes, Lord, we have heard Lord, testimony today. Oh, and there hallelujah. is no fear in this room Ooh, right now, God. Jesus. We ask you, Lord, to move yes, on the needs Lord, of your people, Father. Right to show now, yourself Jesus. mighty, God, oh, God. To do things in their life Jesus, that God. even the people that know them will have no choice yes. but to say there is a real yes. God. And we give you the praise for it right now. Jesus. And everybody said in Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's God all by himself. Yeah. Amen. You don't need no matches either. No. He don't need no help, does he? <laughs> <laughs> we need him though. We need him. All, all we can get. All we can get. Oh. <laughs> It's world's come my home I just passed it through oh, yeah. My chance to call it up Somewhere beyond the blue He ain't no place to be From heaven to the door And I can't get it home In this world anymore Oh, Lord, oh, 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 you know That I have no friend like you Oh, and I can't get out of home in this world anymore. 
Second Kings 5, and, and don't stand, please. Um, we'll make a couple announcements uh, while they're getting the charger and stuff. Uh, one is we are starting a class this Wednesday. It's for all the troublemakers. Yep, that one over there, and these two in the back. These loud ones making all the noise. Uh, so what we're going to do then is we're going to have a service, uh, the Bible study at Lori's house like normal, but the kids are going to come out to me and Kitty's house and be dropped off there, and they're going to have class in our house. And we'll start that this Wednesday. And then also, now that illness has left the Wells home, Thank you, we're, going Jesus. To, we're going to schedule a music practice uh, sometime this week. Next week, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to start a add a dimension to the worship, which is a lot of fun. Yes. We have a sweet spirit in worship already. But this dimension to worship that we're going to add, this uh, layer, I should say, <coughs> is we're going to have a, a, a chorus, a medley of choruses after the offering. Uh, going old school. It'll be a lot of fun. So that'll be this Wednesday, and uh, we'll let you know the time and everything then. And please remember to keep Pepsi uh, and Mark and the uh, Faith and the clients in prayer. Hopefully, they will be open having us come pray for them. If the clients aren't healed already, Damon might call them and have them say, guess what happened yeah. today? Yes. That would be fine with me. Amen. Yeah. be fine with me, man. It doesn't matter how it happens as long as it happens. Amen. I had this on my heart earlier. So before we go into the preaching, I, I think I, since I'm up here and I can, I'm going to do it. Uh, several years ago, back when uh, Lori and I worked together, which was about 2004 or 2005, I think, I was going through a, a very heartbreaking time in my church life and experienced some things that up until that point I didn't believe existed. I don't know, I, I guess I was so blessed all the years before that by being around just honestly, truthfully, just solid gold men of God that it never entered my mind that there were any other kind. I know I should have known better. Not exactly gullible, but I, I was naive, and I guess I just took for granted the kind of men that God had put in my life up until then. And I was going through some awful things, and I just didn't know how I could do it anymore. And then on the way home from work one day, God gave me a, a, a principle, and that is that all I have to do is finish my race. So I was disappointed because I, I, I didn't see it going the way that I thought it would or that I wanted it to. Right. I didn't see things happening that I always expected to happen. 
But then God just spoke to my heart one day and told me that all my job is is to finish my course, to finish the race. <clears throat> and He gave me a song to help me. I haven't sang it here in a while. I'm going to share it with you today. I've been wounded. I've been battered. Well, I've seen God's people hurt and scattered. I've been done wrong. I've been lied on. I'm finishing the race. 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 I've come too far now. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Turn back anyhow. Hallelujah. I'm finishing the race. I'm finishing the race. I've walked through valleys, stood on mountains, oh, yes. drank living water from the fountain. I've had hard times that ain't changed my mind. I'm finishing the race. 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 I've come too far now. Turn back anyhow. I'm finishing the race. I'm finishing the race. Well, when the devil, when he comes against you, and he tries to tell you that you're through, well, you just stand up, put a finger in his face, and say, devil, I'm finishing the I'm finishing the race. I'm finishing the race. I'm finishing the race. I've come too far now. Turn back anyhow. I'm finishing the race. I'm finishing the race. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Woo! I plan on crossing that finish line with no gas left in the tank, mm -hmm. dings in the fender, the roof all banged up, the upholstery all scratched up. I want to sound like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when I cross yep. that line. I don't want to show up in front of God with nothing left, man. Nothing left. Mm. I don't want any sore shins, though, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, will you help me today? I almost, almost forgot the week's tithe and offering. <laughs> it's okay. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, Lord, that 
Brother Tommy is here with us yes, today. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we are all gathered here together again today, Lord. It's been a while since we've all been together. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank yes, you, Lord God, that you would just have your way today. Thank that you, Jesus. That you would Jesus. use our list to bring forth your yes, word. Yes, thank you. That you would have it brought forth. We ask that thank you would Jesus. just touch us, that you would open up yes, our ears Jesus. and our hearts Help and our mind and our spirit, that we would receive what you have for us today. Thank and I ask, Lord God, that you would bless this tithe and offering and use it for the furtherance of the kingdom. Thank in you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Amen. Now, for those who aren't here, uh, this week in Bible study, we're going to start a kids class in our, in our house, and we're going to have music practice this week. And we will have participatory worship. I'm going to have one there for next time. Second Kings chapter 5. I've got some scriptures. Been, well, it's been. And after today, it ain't no more. <clears throat> Second Kings chapter 5. You're way too far to the right there, Spud. That Bible has an index, if I remember correctly, right? Yep. That's where you go every time. Okay. It's all right. You'll be all right, dude. Index, oh, there you go. There you go. 2 Kings, uh-huh, chapter 5. If if you want an easy way to, to sink the Word into your soul and into your mind and, and so you can even remember it when you need it, one of the best ways to do that is to get the Bible on audio and they have free stuff out on the internet now that you can download right on your phone. And what I do when I get a section like this, Second Kings chapter five, that we're gonna we're gonna chew on today for about the last four days or so. I have an old phone that I don't use anymore, and I've got the audio Bible on that. And I make new playlists. And I took Second Kings chapter five and made a playlist and just named it Naaman, and I put it on repeat. I go out in the yard and do the chores, and I put that thing in my pocket and just walk around for a couple of hours, and it just plays over and over. And the cool thing is, is that even when you think you're not listening to it, that word will get in you. Mm -hmm. You'll find yourself yep. later on surprised when someone will talk about something and be like, oh yeah, and you're like, whoa, I didn't know I knew that. Yep. <laughs> because that word is alive, and it yeah. will get inside of you. So that's an easy way to do it. You can put it on a stereo at home while you're doing your morning stuff or whatever. And just let that word play over and over. And if you have one section that you're stuck on for a little while, put it on loop and just let that play over and over again, okay? It, it really helped you, it really will. Okay, 2 Kings chapter 5, we're going to start verse number 1. Uh, we're going to read through it, and then you know how we do. Uh, we're going to come back and, and we're going to dig, because there's some really awesome stuff in here. Uh, 2 Kings 5 and 1. Now Naaman... Captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man with his master, honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. There's five awesome things about him, and then as so often happens, here comes the but. But he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. That's his KJV for a little girl. And she waited on Naaman's wife. Plainly put, she was her slave. And the little maid, the little girl, said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. 
kids just believe stuff, don't they? And one went in and told his Lord, tattletale, and he said, thus and thus said the little girl that is from the land of Israel. Probably hoping to get her in trouble. And the king of Syria said, go to, go, and I'll send a letter unto the king of Israel. So Naaman left and took with him ten talents of silver, 6,000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of clothes. Uh, today's money, that'd be around $100,000 worth of stuff. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter has come unto thee, behold, uh, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may recover him his leprosy. No pressure. It came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God? To kill and make alive? So leprosy was a death sentence. Kings could kill all the time. All they had to do was point at somebody and say, kill him. Boom, they were dead right in front of their eyes. You couldn't stop it. So he definitely could kill. The part about being God to kill was the death sentence of leprosy. He said, I'm not God that can give leprosy, and I'm not God that can take it away. And this man sends unto me to recover a man of his leprosy. Think about, look at this. We look at this. Don't say it, kitty. And see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. The king's trying to start a fight. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had tore his clothes, and he sent to the king, saying, Why you tore your clothes? Let him come to me. He'll know there's a prophet in Israel. Naaman came with his horses and his limousine, oh, my bad, chariot, <laughs> and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. This is a this is a posse, y'all. And Elisha sent a messenger. Didn't even go out. He said, go wash in Jordan seven times and your flesh will come again to you and you'll be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, behold, I thought... What do you mean you thought? I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, strike his hand over this place and recover the leper. Are not abated and far par rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of this ghetto Israel? May I not wash them and be clean? He said, I could have just stayed at the house. So he turned and went away in a rage. In a rage. And his servants came near. And these, are, these are some people who really love him. And they're risking their life. This dude could have cut, killed him himself or pointed one of his men and said, kill him, take him out. He was in a rage. But his servants loved him enough to tell him what he needed to hear, whether he was... Matter or not. I'm going to ask you two questions right now before I forget later because I'll be drunk by the time we get here again. Mm-hmm. Do you have anybody in your life that loves you enough to tell you what you need to hear even if you're mad at the time? Mm-hmm. And, and they're risking you being mad at them too? If you do, you're blessed. And I'm not talking about the preacher because you already know I ain't got no sense to be too scared to tell you the truth. I'm talking about somebody in your personal life. And if you do, you're blessed. And if you're thinking of somebody right now that's tried to in the past and you kind of let them know it wouldn't be a good idea to do that anymore, I would suggest going back to them and apologizing and saying I didn't see it the right way before. I was too mad to think straight. But you know what? Thank you for loving me enough to tell me what I need to hear, even when I'm mad. And then the second question I'm going to ask you right now while I'm still sober. You think I'm kidding. (laughs) Right now, I'm still sober. Do you love somebody enough? Uh-huh. That even when they're mad and don't want to hear it, 
you go to them anyway and tell them what you know they need to hear, even risking them being mad and angry and not wanting nothing to do with you anymore? And a really easy way to answer that question is, have you done that? Because if you do love somebody that much, then you've already done that. Because we all need that from time to time, don't we? Yeah. All of us. His servants came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, you'd have done it. Well, it's a problem then. How much rather than when he said, Wash and be clean, how easy is it to get in the water? I'll save that till later. Then when he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, well, that was a novel idea, and his flesh came again. And I'm telling you, it means it came again. When you got leprosy, you lose it. It came mm -hmm. again. And then it just didn't come again. He didn't have the old man's flesh because this dude was older. You don't get to be the general when you're 20 years old. He had crow's feet and wrinkles, had weather, the weather on his face, he had age on his face, war battles on his face. But the flesh came again, and look how he don't just come back, look what kind of flesh he gets. Flesh of a little child, man. He's got olive skin. He got a wrinkle anywhere. Mm -hmm. Pardon my French, but it was smooth as a baby's. Flesh of a little child. And he was clean. He returned to the man of God. He had all his company he came and stood before him. It's a whole different attitude this time, though. And he said, Behold, now I know there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. And the preacher said, he came out this time. He didn't come out to get the money. The preacher said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand. This preacher wasn't confused about where the power came from Amen. to heal Naaman. Thank you, Jesus. And this preacher knew the only reason he had any power in God whatsoever was because he took the time in his life to stand before God. Amen. And this standing before, it ain't like we think, like just standing up talking to him like, what's up? No. Right. This standing before is on your face. It's ears wide open to hear things for the people of God and then the guts to say what God would tell them to say for the people of God. Jimmy, would you pray for us, please? Well, gracious Lord, we just want thank to come you. to you again, Lord, and, and thank you for this day, Lord mighty God, and, and the opportunity to gather, yes. Lord, as a, as a body, Lord, the, the, the church family that we have here, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, and we just ask you to bless each and every one here, Lord. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, that that brother Tommy has has made it here today Lord we just ask you to touch his wife and, and Lord we just ask you to bless Arliss Lord and, yes, and just Jesus, put your words on his tongue Lord mighty Thank God, you, God. as he brings the, the message that you Thank have you, for us today Lord that will apply it to our hearts and Thank our you, minds Jesus. Lord and, and that they won't stay confined within these mm. walls or your word mm. Lord, Lord God Thank that, you, Jesus. that we'll, we'll go out and share it as you commissioned us to do Lord Thank you, and Father God we just ask all these in the mighty name of Jesus in Amen Jesus. Amen I want to formulate this in, into a question today. Do you know now? Now, turn back to verse 1 with me. We're going to pull some things out of here today that I, I would be quite happy not to have uh, on me for any, any longer. 
Naaman, now the introduction to Naaman is, reminds me of those old movies where it shows uh, uh, from the old days of knights and stuff, and, and you're in a palace, and, and they've got a big royal ball going on, right? And when some dignitary or another king or a prince or a general would come in at the door, somebody would, they would stop at the door and somebody would stand next to them and then announce them. Mm-hmm. And then when they would announce them, they would list off all these different things, these attributes or, or their titles or their accomplishments, right? And that's how we're introduced to Naaman. We're introduced to his, to first his position and then his accomplishments. It's awesome. First, he's the captain of the host. That means he's in charge of the entire army of Syria. Secondly, he's a great man. Not just a good man, an awesome man, a, a decent man, an efficient man, an accomplished. He's a great man. And a great man with his master. Who's his master? The king. <clears throat> if you want to be great with somebody, it's kind of good to be great with the most powerful man in your entire mm-hmm. country. So, first, he's a captain of all the armies. Second, he's a great man. Third, he's an honorable man. And then, fourthly, we're told that, that by him, God gave deliverance unto Syria. And then the fifth thing, we find out he's a mighty man in power. I mean, that's a list, man. That is the top of the top, the cream of the cream. The first interesting point to me, though, is that it says that he was used by God to deliver the Syrians. The Syrians are heathen. They don't even serve God. God manipulates governments and countries to fulfill His purpose in whatever age we're in. So today, it's no surprise anymore to anybody that has spiritual eyes and ears why Trump lost the White House and Biden won it. Because God is manipulating things in this world to bring about His purposes for the end days. You're watching things happen in governments now and in politics now. They just had the Prime Minister of Britain in the entire history of Britain. These are the people that invented jousting for crying out loud. When you're talking about the history of Britain, you're talking about the history of all mankind. So as far back as you can see in the government of Britain, there's never been a prime minister that left office faster than the one that's there right now. And she got swept into office, booted out a very popular man who was popular for a while. I said, how in the world would something like that happen? Because God didn't want her there. It wasn't who God wanted in that office. Why wasn't it who God wanted in that office? I don't know. But when we see whoever steps in there and the decisions they make for that country and whether or not they're going to stand up to Russia or get involved in the Ukraine war or be a defense against nuclear bombs and warfare, we'll know what God is dictating in our world. So God uses heathen people and people of power all the time. It's foolish to think that the only people God uses is God's people. Yeah. God uses the heathen all the time to bring His purposes to pass. The other thing that stands out to me even more than that is Naaman's at the door. The guy blows the trumpet announcing Naaman. Captain of the host of the king of Israel, a great man with his master. 
an honorable man, and he was used by God to deliver his whole nation, and he is a mighty man, not of valor, in valor. And then he gets done with all that, and he says, but, there's an old saying about that word, and the old saying is, when you use that word, it wipes out every word you said before that word. In Naaman's life, it really did. Because here it says, he's all these awesome things and there's no man like him anywhere. And in this day and age, there was not in the whole world. But, he was a leper. But, he had a death sentence. Do you remember a time in your life where you could look around your life and you could see good things? You could see them. And you recognize them as good things. Only... There was also a but. I've got a good spouse, but this seems to happen. I've got a good family most of the time, but then that happens. I've got a good career, but. And then pretty soon, the thing that follows that word becomes the most obsessive thing in your life that pretty soon none of those good things seem to matter anymore because all you can see, pardon me, this is a bad pun, is the but. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember that and use that again. That's okay. <laughs> you can get to a point in life where you can have all the finances in the world. You can have achieved your financial goals that you had as a young person. But there's something in your life that's so bad that that don't matter anymore. Right. You can get to a place in your life where you look around and you've acquired the possessions that as a young person, you said, you know what, when I get this in this age, I would like to be here. I would like to have this kind of home. I would like to have that kind of job. I'd like to have this kind of a vehicle. I'd like to have this kind of a marriage and these kind of kids and this kind of that. And you can get all those things in your life. And if you're not careful, you can still have the kind of life that can list all those things, but you can't even finish the sins without saying, but. And in Naaman's life right now, it did not matter. He was a great man with his master because his master couldn't help him with his leprosy. It didn't matter that he was an honorable man or that God had used him before because none of those things could help him with this problem he had now. This leprosy is a death sentence. Death sentence. Well, in Syria, they handle lepers differently than in Israel. Because in Israel, he had to stay 60 feet, if I remember correctly, away from anybody else that didn't have it. He would have to have a, a bell that he would ring to let him know that he was there. And he would have to yell out, unclean! Boy, that's going to help somebody's attitude and just fill them full of hope. You've got a death sentence nobody can help you with. But you know what our rule for you is? We want you to run around all day telling everybody you're unclean. How'd you like to have to run around and open your mouth and say, I'm unclean! On Syria, fortunately enough, they didn't have such rules. He's still the general. See, though he's got this death sentence on him, up to this point, he is still able to maintain all the things that he has invested his life in. 
all the things, all the goals that he sets bud and achieved through hard work and the favor of God up to this point, they're still his. But he knows sooner or later they will not be. He has a wife. We find out in another verse here in a minute. But he knows already that though his wife loves him and he loves her, he's got a death sentence. And pretty soon, he won't be able to be with her. And after that, he's going to die and leave a good wife, a wife he loves behind him. All of a sudden, none of those things that mattered so much before in his life matter very much at all now. Mm -hmm. You know, I can look back at my life right now and thank God for the butt. I gotta get off that. This is gonna go sideways, man. <laughs> I can look back now in my lifetime. The thing that cost me and Kitty to make up our mind that we were even gonna pursue the knowledge of the reality of God and eternity was prison. And I certainly wasn't thankful for it now. And I've heard in the midst of a job interview, you are qualified for this job, but you have a record. You could really do this thing over here, but we have a policy. You can't rise any higher than that in our company because of this policy. And yet the very thing that has hindered me in other areas of my life and the very thing that was a, a bad and terrible when I was in it was also the thing that made me recognize that everything I else had was nothing until I could resolve this over here and the only way to resolve that was to find out if there really is a God. Yeah. And by this time in Naaman's life, he had already exhausted that with his own God. Watch. These Syrians that Naaman was the captain over, had gone out by companies and brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. This is very gently put. What it literally means is, is bands of soldiers went raiding villages and small towns and coming into houses like ours and killing men and taking women and children slaves. We want to start having reparations over slavery, we're going to have to go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible yep. and do such a thing. That's right. Slavery has been a bane of mankind since the beginning of mankind. Mm. This little girl, this little maid is a slave. She might be Olive's age. She might be Ruth's age. She might be Mel's age. We don't know. We just know she's a little girl who was taken away from a mama or her daddy from a village somewhere, from all she ever knew. But there's something very different about this little girl. She was Naaman's wife's slave, verse 3. And the little girl said unto her master, unto the one she was a slave to, I wish to God that your husband Naaman were with the prophet Elisha in Samaria, because the man of God would pray for him and he would be healed. I'm sorry. You take me slave as a little kid and I'm not wishing to God that you'd be healed. I'm wishing to God you'd be dead. Mm, come on. Now you can say what you Come want. on. 
This don't make any sense to me. Somebody comes, kills Olive's whole family, takes her to a whole other place, and she's in rags, no more nice clothes, no more nice meals, and she gets up in the morning, starts to fire for the lady of the house, serves her like a dog all day, and at the end of the day, I don't know, maybe she's brushing the lady's hair. And instead of wanting to reach around and choke this lady, who just stole her from her family and her home, this little girl says, I sure wish you guys were back where you stole me from, because God would heal your husband. Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. I have something for you to consider. What an awful life this little girl must have lived to think this is good. Let that sink in. Yeah, this is a good little girl, but maybe she came from a life that she was glad to be stolen. You know there are kids in our city today that would be glad to be stolen. This Sunday morning when I got up in my warm house, it, it ain't much to look at, but by golly, the heat works in the winter, the air works in the summer, I got running water, I got clothes in the closet, I got a bed to lay on, and I got up in that kind of a life this morning and got ready in some fancy duds to be able to come with people I love and Thank love me Jesus. and feel an almighty God and stand up and say, in the morning when I wake up, I am blessed. Yes, but somewhere in the same city, Jesus. I was feeling that way. There's a little boy or a little girl waking up this morning and mom and daddy ain't up and the man in the house might not even be daddy and that little girl might be locked in her bedroom because she had to lock herself there last night when the adults got drunk just to protect herself from what those people would do to her. Somewhere in the cities we live in, there are little children that probably beg to God to be stolen. I'm just going to let you start praying about this right now because as soon as God puts us in a situation where we are able to do something about that kind of thing, we are going to. Yes. There will be a day on Sunday mornings in our church family where you better leave that pretty outfit or pretty suit at home if you don't mm -hmm. like last night's macaroni and cheese on it because we're going to go get some kids that still got last night's supper on their face because there wasn't an adult that cared enough to wash their face. We're going to go after them and we'll steal them. We'll steal them right out of the hands of the devil and show them what it is to be loved and to feel love and not just the love of God but the real love that God intended adults to give children. Yes. 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 Thank you, God. I told you to shut the Yeah, that ain't in the notes. Of course, I ain't got none, so. <laughs> she says, I, I, she might be brushing a lady's hair, man. I wish, I wish your, your husband was, was back where I came from because there's a preacher out there, a man of God that would pray for him and he'd be healed. You know, unless we come to God like one of the children. Mm, amen. Uh, that's why we got to pick up the phone and call somebody and pray for him over the phone. That's why we got to pray for some clients we ain't even met yet and ask God to heal mm -hmm. the cold before we even get yes. there. We got to come to God like a child. Yes. He's God! Yes. We got to treat him like he is. That's right. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. And then somebody, some dude, of course it'd be a man, how you like them apples, 
He goes in and tells his Lord, now this is Naaman, I'd like to think he was doing it because he thought it could really happen, but I doubt very seriously he thought this little girl knew what in the world she was talking about. Naaman, you ain't going to believe what that little girl said, little slave girl. Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. Now between verse 4 and 5, a lot happens because he tells Naaman, and Naaman believes something and goes to the king. He gets up and goes. You know what? When everything you've tried for heart failure ain't worked, all of a sudden all them things over there, they don't matter no more, and you're willing, you'll get up eight times at eight different services and say, go ahead, do it again. Yes. Do it again. Let's pray again. That's right. Naaman got up and went. And this king is serious. said, go. I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. And he departed to... $100,000 worth of stuff. How much would you pay for your life? Yeah. It's like Tommy said today, you know, when you consider dying, it ain't so much that you're fearing where you're going, but you hate what you're going to leave behind. Right. Yeah. You hate it. You hate to think about it. So many good things and good people. Man, if you got a good spouse, boy, that one take a whole lot of you just even thinking about that. Yeah. This guy takes $100,000 and it wasn't his money. The king gave it to him. Man, that's love. Yeah. you got to recognize this king watched the, the, his favorite get a sickness he couldn't do nothing about. I watched my mama die of colon cancer. It took years, but watched it happen. And this king and all the servants of Naaman have watched this man that's a great man and an honorable man, a man used by God. And they've watched the sickness come on him where everybody probably said, that don't make no sense. Out of all the people to get this awful thing, why would it be him? That's who this Naaman guy is. So when he comes to the king, and the king, they, you know, they've done prayed to their God. They've done been to their doctors. This ain't the first stop at the doctor's office here, man. They've tried everything they know to try, and nothing has worked. So Naaman comes to him with this ridiculous story. Yeah, there's a, this dude over there in Israel. He just prayed for me, and this will be gone. And the king loves him enough to know, you know what? He's grasping the straws, but thank God he's still grasping. Amen. He ain't quit yet. As long as he ain't quit, there's still hope. So if he wants to go all the way over to Israel and have some guy pray over him and anoint him with oil, I'm going to support that because I love this guy. And who knows? We've tried everything else. Yeah. Right. Look, I don't care why anybody comes to church. It don't make no difference to me as long as they come. Right. I don't care where else they've been before they get here, Tommy. As long as they get here, man, I'm glad they got here. I ain't met anybody yet in my whole lifetime ever walked into church. Hey, Harless, I came to church today because I'm so blessed I just thought I ought to serve God. Not one person. But I've had them come into church because they've had cancer, because they've had leukemia, because their marriage is falling apart, because they lost their job, because they're homeless. And I've watched God move on every single one of those impossible situations. Amen. Sometimes God will get people to an impossible place in order to bring them to Him yes. because some people won't True. go to Him until right. everything else Amen. has failed. That's right. And I'm looking at something like that today, but my head's down. I'm one. I'm just telling you, man, it don't matter what got you here, just get here. Yes, yes. Amen. Right. So listen. You're praying for that loved one and you've been praying for a long time for them and there ain't been no movement. When God brings something hard their way, 
Don't let the first prayer out of your mouth be God take that hard thing away. First prayer out of your mouth, as much as you love them, needs to be, Lord, if this is you. Come on now. If this sickness is you, if this situation is you, then Lord, thank you. And I pray that it shrieks their world to the point where all they yeah. see is you. I pray they realize nothing else in their life has worked. Nothing is yeah. going to work. Amen. And they've got nothing to lose yeah. by trying you. But they've got everything to gain. So whatever it takes, God, Jesus. whatever it takes. Yes. Amen. That's hardcore. But you got to love somebody eternally. Have a hundred years with them down here and spend eternity separated, you won't give a rip about that hundred years no. you had with them down here. Yeah. God can split you apart down here for a hundred years, but you wind up in eternity together and you'll you'll be glad for that separation yes. Yes. when you have eternity together. Yes. If that's what brought you both to the right side of eternity. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been carrying this around for well, surf up. <laughs> so he gets $100,000. He brings a letter to the king of Israel. Now keep in mind, Syria, where Naaman's from, is over Israel right now. Syria, where Naaman's from, is raiding this king's villages and stealing his people, making slaves of them. And you want to add injury to, or insult to injury, here comes the, the, the chief dude who's in charge of all these guys stealing your people and raiding your villages, and he wants you to heal them. Oh, I'll heal you, all right. <laughs> these are real people. So he brings a letter to King Israel, saying, Now when this letter has come unto thee, this is how the king of Syria wrote it, Behold, I have sent Naaman my servant to you, so you may recover him of his leprosy. <laughs> Mm. Now you got to know that right now the king and the people of Israel are not serving God. They're backslidden. This king's serving false gods. So look what he does. Came to pass when that backslidden king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive? He knew leprosy was a death sentence. He said, I can't give it to you and I can't take it away. This man sends unto me to recover a man of his leprosy. Don't you see this king is starting to trying to start a fight with me? So we can have a war and he can kill us all? Mm. So you gotta understand now, this king, while Naaman is outside, because the Israelites ain't letting no leper inside the palace. He is outside. And right now. This king is in the palace. All his counselors are around him. And the king reads this letter and says, this king is trying to pick a fight. So it's very likely that right now, this king is having a war council. He's probably deciding whether he should kill Naaman and all the soldiers. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, heard the king and tore his clothes. Where? He didn't post it on Facebook. He didn't take an Instagram picture and post it on social media. Come on. He didn't send a text and said, Hey, Elisha, can you believe this? How in the world did Elisha hear about this? 
And how did he hear about it this fast? Elisha didn't live next to the palace. The king didn't like Elisha because Elisha would always tell the king the truth. Elisha had enough guts to tell the king, you need to repent and serve God God's way and quit doing things your way. Yes, and the amen. king hated that because there wasn't anybody else in his life that would talk to him like that. So Elisha didn't live next to the palace. He lived out in the country somewhere. And yet, when this happens, Elisha hears it. How do you think he heard it? Because Elisha stands before... Amen. God. Yes. Heard that little bug in your ear? <coughs> little birdie told me? That little dove. <laughs> that little yes. spirit told Amen. Elisha. Exactly. And I'm telling you, God will still do that kind of thing today. Amen. Ah, it ain't happened often, but I've had times where God's put somebody on my heart and I'll pray about them. That happens often. <laughs> and usually I can pray until I get a release, but then there's some times where it won't lift and i got to call them and say, What's up? You're going to tell me? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and every time it's ever happened, there's something going on and they tell me. Yeah. Hey, because I'm so spiritual. You know why? It's because God loves you that much. Amen. Elisha, well, man of God, heard the king of Israel tore his clothes and he said, why he tore your clothes? Let him come to me. See, Elisha's talking smack. <laughs> See, this king in Syria, he used to assume... If there's a man of God so powerful in Israel that he can pray leprosy off of somebody, surely the king's got him in the palace. Surely the government and the church are joined hand in hand to bless their country. United States of America. <laughs> See, this king in Syria just assumed naturally, which if you think about it on the surface, why wouldn't he? You got a church in your country so powerful, people can go in there with heart failure and come out without it. Come Why on. wouldn't you have the church camped right next to the White House? Amen. Amen. Why wouldn't you get your counsel from men of God that are proven they talk to God and God talks to them and yes. you've seen God do things through them? Why wouldn't you have your counselors be men like that instead Amen. of lifetime politicians? Amen. So this king of Syria just assumed. I'm just going to send a letter to the king because, you know, the prophet's going to be right next to his throne. He's going to be right in there. He's got to be one of his counselors. He gave that country too much credit, didn't he? Yeah. This is our country today. What a different country we live in today if the government recognized the real church. Yes. Not religion. We have a president that says he's Catholic. He is okay. I believe that. He is He's Catholic, all right. But he ain't Christian. And he ain't in the church. No. You don't represent nothing to do with the church. Can you imagine if the government and the church were hand in hand in the mm. United States of America? Jesus. What kind of country we would be living in? They wouldn't be giving hormone shots to eight-year-olds. I Amen. promise you that. Jesus. So Elisha talks smack. Elisha's out on the backside of the country in Bloodville somewhere. He ain't in the White House. God tells Elisha what happened and he sends word back to the king. He says, hey, what did you tear your clothes for? That's how he did it. He said, send him to me. Government can't help him. He needs God. You know what? For my life and the ease of my life conditions and yours, I wish things in America were better than they are. 
but for the spiritual future of our country. I'm glad the government is as wicked as it is today. Yeah. I'm glad it's as evil as it is today. I'm glad it's going to get worse because it's going to make even the heathen wake up and realize the government can't help them. And when they realize the government can't help them, they're going to turn to the church. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. And then it's going to be time to put up or shut up. Because when they come in here, they ain't going to want to hear a good old Bible story. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to hear that principle and they're going to watch it applied. Yes. They're going to yes. want to hear the Word and see the Word confirmed yes. right in front of their eyes. Jesus. So I thank God for the evil government we have today. Uh, let me add this layer to that. If the government was the way that it should be today, but without God, then everybody in our nation would trust that government completely and would never turn to the church because the government would meet all their needs. But when the common man that has no religious background recognizes the government cannot help them and actually will make things worse, he's not going to trust the government with his marriage. He's not going to trust the government with his children. He's going to come looking for something real, something powerful, and something pure. Yes. That's why we've got to make up our mind. If we wind up in that auditorium with the room for 300 and there ain't room for everybody. We've got to stay real. Yes. We've got to stay Amen. pure. And we've got to stay full Help of us, power. Help us, Jesus. And we will. Help us. I won't be here. <laughs> Why you tore your clothes, King? Fancy design of clothes. Let him come down to me and he'll know there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came. Look how he comes too now. So between verse 8 and 9, the king says, all right, sweet. Sends a letter to the general he can't do nothing for. He says, hey, go to the church. They said, they can help you. <laughs> so Naaman leaves, heads for the preacher's house, comes with his horses and his chariot. That means he's got his bodyguards and his limousine and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. That means they pulled up in front and they pulled up in force and it was a sight. It was a spectacle. This dude is the guy that walks in the doors and before you get to the last part has five different things announced after his name and everybody bows except for one man in his entire country and now he's standing outside the preacher this country preacher's house who ain't even got access to the White House and he's waiting for the preacher to come out so somebody can say, this is Naaman the Honorable, the Chief, the Greatest used by God and his announcer is just waiting to make the announcement. You know, kind of like that guy, let's get ready to rumble, dude. You know, and, and he's wanting to make the announcement and he's waiting for Elisha to come out. And this guy steps out of Elisha's house and the guy gets ready and somebody goes, that ain't him. Wait. Elisha don't even come out the house. <laughs> Let me help you with this for the rest of your life. A real man or woman of God will never behave differently right. around somebody with societal power or right. prestige right. than they Amen. do next to the homeless man with the cardboard sign at the red light. Amen. They will not behave any different. Right. They won't spend any more time on them. 
They won't put them up front. What Jesus said, if one comes in with a fancy robe and a ring, you don't put them up front by you. You have them sit wherever he can sit. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Uh -huh. That's exactly what Elisha does. Mm. Elisha's like, man, I don't care about all that. I want to hear about all the things you've done. If all that kind of was so much, you wouldn't be here. Mm. Hello? You got all that power out there, but all that power out there ain't done you nothing for a thing you really need help with. And look where you're at now. You're at some country preacher's house needing help. You ought to be impressed with me. Not because I think I'm all that. Now I'm talking as Elisha, please understand. But because I am in contact with the one who has real power. Come on now. You ought to be bringing all them Cadillacs and horses and chads up here and just parking them out back for me. Because all that don't mean nothing. Amen. Amen. Elisha sent a messenger. Don't even give his name. <laughs> You know, he heard, of, this is an entourage, man. I mean, the Kardashians ain't got an entourage like this. So he heard them coming from a mile away. And they're all outside, and the horses are snuffling, and they all stop, and the icicles are in there. And he probably didn't send dude out right away. Probably made them all wait a minute. Then just looks and says, hey, it's you. Just go tell them to go dip in the river sometimes. Okay. Elisha <laughs> sent a messenger. said, go wash in Jordan seven times. And your flesh will come again to thee and you'll be clean. But Nathan was wroth. He was mad. And went away. Didn't even stop to think about nothing. All he could think, look, behold, I thought. What do you mean you thought? Mm -hmm. If you could think all this, you wouldn't still need help. Mm -hmm. If you knew what to do, you wouldn't be here at my poor little house. What you mean you thought? Okay, behave, behave, don't forget it. It never ceases to amaze me. When people can be at the worst place in their life they've ever been. And they come and they say, can you help me? Please help me. I don't know what to do. And you tell them, and then they get mad and say, but I thought. Uh -huh. Like, what you mean you thought? I thought you told me you needed help. I thought you told me you didn't know what to do. I'm just trying to tell you how to get the help you're looking for. Uh -huh. But Naaman gets mad. He says, I thought he'd come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord. Strike his hand over the place and the leprosy would go. <laughs> Instead, he sends some mealy mouthed servant out here and says, Wash in the river seven times. Just dip seven times. See, people have this idea because their problem is so hard and so big, they think the answer should be hard mm -hmm. and it should be big. 
When you've got a problem as big and hard as cancer, and you've tried the world's big and hard answer of chemotherapy and burned your body from the inside out, you expect all other answers you come in contact with to be big and hard too. But when you come and you look for that answer because all them big and hard answers didn't work and you get told something simple like repent your sins and just tell God you're sorry for anything you did he's not happy with and make up your mind, you're going to turn from living life your way and turn the other way and live toward God, they can get upset about it because they didn't expect anything that simple. Yeah, amen. When you've had chemotherapy and had your hair fall out or you've had to take 20 pills a day and couldn't walk from here, from here, man, one, two, three, four, five, six, when he starts hiking tomorrow, they ain't going to get him to the bottom of the hill he's going to climb. Right. <laughs> when you can't take six steps on level ground without getting more out, and you come to find an answer, and you think it's going to be big and hard, and somebody says, anybody got some Western oil? <laughs> well, I don't care if it's peanut oil. You just got some oil? Amen. I mean, we'll even use WD-40 if we got Amen. to. We just need some yeah. kind of oil. Yeah. And you tell them the Bible says all we've got to do is anoint you with yes, that oil, come pray on. the prayer of faith over you. Amen. Some people get mad about that uh -huh. because it don't make sense. I wouldn't want to serve a God that made sense all the time. Amen. Because if He did, He'd have never let me in. Uh -huh. mm. I don't want to serve a God that's fair all the time because if He was fair... I wouldn't be here. Amen. Amen. Huh. Naaman gets mad. I thought he'd do this great big thing. Man, he don't even come out. You know, that's why I do things the way I do in a lot of revival services. When he got his healing, I know when he got it. And when he got it, I wasn't even the one praying. I didn't have my hand on him. We was all praying, but I didn't put my hand on him. We were in Maine in North Carolina. There's a family there named the Newsoms, and they come from an hour or so away from Randleman, and they drive an hour every time to do worship and be there when we go just because they decided they were going to love us, man. We're blessed. Yes, God, God has made some people drunk, and I'm glad they saw us first when they got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Them Holy Ghost goggles are as bad as beer goggles. Let me get fall in love with some ugly people. I'm glad they do, man. <laughs> but this Newsom family coming, the last time we was at Mayden, North Carolina, and and I asked Brother Tommy again, been healed yet? Are you still taking 20 pills a day? And he said, no, I'm not healed. And yeah, and yeah, I'm still sick. And Velma uh, uh, Newsom, the wife, uh, uh, she went over. I said, go over and lay your hands on him. And she went over and some other people. We all prayed together because I was trying to teach them. It don't have to be the preacher. All it's got to be is a child of the living God. Yes. And today we've got testimony yes. that that yes. is a true Yes. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And that's why Elisha didn't go to the door. He wasn't trying to disrespect dude, but he was not impressed by him, but he also knew 
I don't got to be the one to tell you. That's why there was a day I was on my way to Illinois to preach a revival. Uh, Bonnie Allen calls me on the phone, says, I see Jesus' name, baptism, just like you told me. I've read it and I see it. I got to be baptized. I said, sis, I can't get to you. I'm going to Rockville, Illinois. I'm going to be preaching a revival. And I said, but I know somebody that can. And I got on the phone and I called Stacy and Jimmy Wells. And I said, Bonnie Allen, is in the same state you are, if that makes you feel any better. It's on the other end. I can't get to them. Will you go and baptize them? They went and baptized Bonnie Allen in the name of Jesus yes. Christ. And when she was baptized, her sins were washed yes. away. Amen. Amen. Because they're people, children of the living God. Yes. So are you. Yes. That's Amen. Right. That's right. I would not feel the least bit denied for any of you to be the only one I could find to pray for me if I had a death sentence. That's right. Yeah. I wouldn't care which one of you it was. I would feel just as confident from walking away from any one of you as any of the rest of you. Because every single one of you are a child of God. Amen. And he loves every single one. Amen. And all we've got to do is obey. That's all Naaman had to do. You see, carnal people can't wrap their brains around that. That the Bible teaches obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Naaman had a hundred thousand dollars. Man, I give you a hundred thousand dollars. Because in his mind, even though he's a military man, he couldn't understand how obedience is better then sacrifice. Mm -hmm. All we got to do is obey. The rest is His. <laughs> I'm getting there. Nah, I am. <laughs> Naaman's mad. Then he says, Art, uh, uh, verse 12, Obeying in Farpar, rivers in my own country, better than the waters of this ghetto Israel. Mm. He's a racist, man. Is I come all the way over to this church so she could tell me something I could have done at the house? Man, I could have repented at the house. Yeah, but you didn't. Right. May I not wash in them and be clean? He turned away in a rage. I've seen a few people in a rage. I mean, they throw things, kick things, put their holes through, uh, fists through holes in the wall. New holes, by the way. They do awful things. They're violent when they're in rage. See, Naaman's problem was he had a denominational background. Yeah, boy. That'll do it every time. Naaman had religion. Naaman said, man, I thought when I came here, he'd come out and do this and this and it. Well, where'd he get that idea at? Because that's the way they do it in this denomination he grew up in. Mm -hmm. well, Come we on. find out he's religion. He's got religious background here in a minute. So that's why he thought, well, that's the way they do it back there. Well, look, dude, if they did it that way back there and it didn't work, why would you think they're going to do it the same way here and expect it to work? Right. If it would have been all right back there, wouldn't you still be there? Amen. So how can I know it's not right back here and leave looking for something else and then get mad when I find something else? Come on, come on. 
Yeah. I should expect it to be different than what I'm used to because I'm looking for something different yeah. than what I'm used to. Mm. If it was just about good people, I'd have never left that back there. If it was just about reading a good Bible study, I'd never left that back there. If it was just about having a potluck once a month, I'd have never left that back Man. there. But there was something in me that knew there was something more, yeah. and I couldn't be happy unless I had yeah. it. So when I came looking for it, I had to expect it's going to be different than what I had. Uh-huh. Yes, amen. Ooh, somebody in Spotify land just got some confirmation, I guarantee you. <laughs> he turns away in a rage, and his servants came near. You want to talk about guts? You know it takes guts. Just, just imagine somebody you know that you love and they get sick. And it takes courage for you to say, hey man, you come to church, we'll pray for you, you get healed. Guts. Yeah. You know somebody's sick, say, hey man, we'll, we'll come over to your house and pray for you. God can heal you. Guts. Yeah. You gotta love somebody that had that kind of guts. Yeah. And these servants, he's in a rage. The mightiest man in their whole country is in a rage. And somebody loves him enough to come and say, my father, if the preacher told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? But how much more should you do something easy? All he said was wash and be clean. Right. All the preacher said was get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and your sins are washed away. Ain't that easy? That's easy. I don't care if you've been baptized 15 times before. Yeah, come on. That's easy. Amen. And it don't mean nothing you ever did before. It didn't count for nothing. Yes, right. it did, or you wouldn't have made your way here for the rest Thank of it. Thank you, Lord. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. Bless him, Lord. And people get hung up on easy things. Uh-huh. You saw somebody writing a Bible, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, and Mr. Saints. That's easy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, I got a rubber-made horse trough. Come on. <laughs> dedicated by the Russells. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah. Have baptismal, we'll travel. travel. Amen. We even got a heater. <laughs> we'll make that thing a jacuzzi. It's easy. Yes, thank you, Lord. And he snapped too. Look, then he went down. Something in his mind said, well, you know what? Would he have done that if somebody hadn't loved him enough to talk to him even when he was angry? Doubtful. Well, I don't know who you are today, but you got somebody in your life. The only reason you ain't talking to them about something is because you're afraid they're going to be angry. They already are. I'm going to put this on you because eternity is real and it matters. Yeah. Amen. You talking to them might be the only thing that's going to cause them to snap too mm-hmm. and do the right thing. Mm. Fortunately enough for him, the River Jordan was on his way home. He went down, dipped seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. What a novel idea! (laughs) (laughs) I used to drive myself nuts with people because I'd spend so much time just trying to get them to do what I told them to do. And let me, let me help with that. Let me embellish that. Not just told them to do it like, wah, wah, wah. no, showed them. Yeah, I like that better. Uh-huh. Spent so much time just trying to get people to do what I showed them to do. 
and spend all my time in conversations and prayer and conversation trying to figure out ways to get him to do what I showed him to do. And then one day, I guess God had mercy on me because he let me know if they see it in my word for themselves and won't do it, you can't talk them into it. Amen. That's right. You know how much easier this job would be if we just did what we were show to do? <laughs> Let me give you a little tip, and I'm probably not going to remind you of this again. <laughs> if there's ever a time in the future of our church family where I teach or preach on the very same thing eight times in a row, it's because somebody ain't doing it! <laughs> <laughs> So when it's easy to think, man, he just ain't studying. Are you going to talk about this again? Yes, I am. <laughs> because some things are worth repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating because they can save families. They can save marriages. They can save children. They can save souls. Hey, if I gotta hit the same thing 19 times in a row to save a soul, I'm gonna hit it 19 times in a row. Amen. And sooner or later, somebody's hard head is gonna soften up. <laughs> the people are worth it. Amen. Families are worth it. Yes. Marriages are worth it. And if I know it works, and if I know it would help somebody, but I'm too chicken, too big of a sissy to risk somebody getting mad at me in order to save their family, then I need to quit and run for political office. Mm. <laughs> Story's almost over. <laughs> he went down and dipped seven times just like the preacher told him to and guess what happened? <laughs> he did what the preacher told him to do and his flesh came again. Man, we were watching a show, this detective show Watching it last night, and me and her both been chewing on this for a week. I mean, they've been chewing on it, chewing on it, chewing on it. And last night on this detective show, there's a case with a leper. And when they showed the title of the show, me and Katie went, <laughs> okay. And they showed a picture of this dude. And it made this real to me. When it says flesh came back. It was gone. They showed this leper's face and, and it was in layers. Like someone took something and just, just scraped it and it's in different layers. This man's face and parts of his body was like that, but when he came out of that water on the seventh time, it was back. Yes. Where did it happen? In the water? How did it happen? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When does the blood get applied that was shed on the cross? 
in the water. Amen. How does that happen? I don't know. Amen. Yes. But all I know is when people come out of that water, something's different, yes. and they know Thank it. They don't need me to say, man, you're different now. It's on their face. It's running down their face in tears. It's on their arm and goosebumps. It's in their hands that are in the air. All because of just being obedient to a simple word. And in this next part, not only did his flesh come again, not only did it come back, but when he got new flesh, by <coughs> faith, smooth skin, no wrinkles nowhere, no age nowhere, no signs of a road back there because there ain't hardly been any yet. This man came out of the water, this grizzled war veteran came out of the water, had all his skin back, only God just didn't give him the skin he lost. Oh, come on. Because that just made God even with him, Brother Tommy. God ain't going to just break even with nobody. Not only is he not going to be deader and owe anybody anything, he ain't just going to break even with you. If you lost something and God gives it back to you, it's going to be better than it was. Thank you. He lost it. And he gets this baby flesh. Man, I don't know. I guess we'll find out this week. We might go out and see Tommy this Thursday, Friday. Hey, Tommy, how's that hiking? He said, man, I got the heart of a 20-year-old. Amen. We don't know what kind of heart God put in him. All we know is brand new. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. Tommy, don't leave me in the dust. Wait up, Tommy. <laughs> Mark's 15 years old. Wait up. <laughs> He got flushed back like a little child, and I love this last part. You remember that feeling when you came out of the water? Yes. Clean. Yeah. I knew it was clean. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. And it wasn't just because I believe what the verse says, man. I just knew. You know. He came out of the water. He gets made brand new and newer than he should have been. And then he's made clean. Man, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and had that name spoken verbally over you, then that water washed you, that blood washed you in the water. And it don't just stop there. We're way better off than Naaman was because his skin got old and he didn't stay clean very long because he was right back out on the battlefield. We can be on the battlefield and be clean every day because all we got to do now that we've got the blood in the name, start the morning out and say, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus. Wash me like new, Lord. Let me be clean in your eyes. And God, He don't see nothing past that new coat anymore. He don't see it. He don't see all the times you stopped back there. All the detours you took back there. All the times you failed them back there. He don't see none of that anymore. All he sees is a fresh coat of the blood. You're clean. Amen. Clean. Yes. Clean. No more standing up saying unclean. No, I'm clean. I don't care how my record comes back when you pull me over for 
officer. I'm clean. Yeah. I don't hey. care if I can't get a job in your corporate office, sir. I'm clean. Hallelujah. I'm clean. Well, I don't care how many people still living when I did all that stuff that made me dirty, how many of them are still alive either. I don't care if the only one they see when they look at me today is that one that's way back there. Guess what? That ain't me no more. I that's went down right. in the water, that's and right. when I came out of the water, I was made new, and I am clean yeah. today. Yeah. And you're hung up on a dead man because yeah. he ain't alive anymore. Yeah. The one you see before you, he's still named Artis Lee Rapier Jr., but guess what? He's got a way better last name name now. Matter of fact, it's a first name. He's Jesus, honestly, right here, Junior. Jesus. It's about as close as he's going to get. He can call Jesus, too. That's all right. Why don't you stand with me, please? I love this part right here. Because just like I've lived out the part where they get mad at what you tell them because it's too easy, I've lived this part out. And I love this part. Many of you have heard me say this before. You'll hear me say it a hundred more times. All our job is is to create an atmosphere and worship where people will feel the one we're worshiping. That's all our job is. And all that's easy. All you gotta do is love on him, man. Yes. All my job is, is to open this word up and let them see for themselves something that makes sense. Let them understand it in a way they can take home and apply it. And I don't have to get their email address. I don't have to come knock on their door three times in the next week just to make sure they come back next Sunday. Not if I've given them something that makes sense and they can go home and try because if they'll go home and work it, it will work. And next Sunday, I won't have to wonder, well, are they going to be here this week? I just wonder, I hope so-and-so come. That ain't my job. I hope they all come back. But guess what? If they go home and work that word we share with them, they're going to be back because they're going to come back and say, hey, preacher. I tried what you told me last week. Yes. And I can't believe it. It worked. Yes. What else you got in that book? Yes. So they're going to come back because they're going to want to know what else can I take home and work in my life yeah. and see my life change for the better. That's exactly what happens here. He came out of the water. Flesh of a little child, he was clean, and he returned to the man of God. Don't you know there's a whole lot between him coming out of that water, that baby skin, and him returning that man of God? That dude got all that water. He went. <laughs> and then he went. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Woo -hoo -hoo. You see all the people around Naaman that loved him enough and had enough guts to talk to him when he was mad? The ones that have been watching him die in front of their eyes and couldn't do nothing for him, and now he's been made new and he's got a miracle? And you, you got to know they had a reaction. And they all show up back at the preacher's house. Ah. Woo! Hey, preacher! <laughs> He returned to the man of God, he and all his company. 
they came and stood before him. This time the preacher comes out. See, because I like this part because it encourages me to keep doing the hard part. I like to hear your stories because it encourages me next time to pray for the next brother 12 times if I got him. Because that stuff's the hard part. When you don't see them to heaven for a while, you can get discouraged and get frustrated. And even you say, well, man, I'm just going to preach out in the car and go home. I ain't going out there like that no more. I ain't doing all that. But then every now and then one of them comes back. And he's four hours from home. And he said, I'm going to take, you know, used to, couldn't walk to the door without getting tired. I'm up in the mountains now, going hiking this week. You know what that does to a man of God? Preach, preacher. Yes. Find something else to share with somebody else. Yes. Because you've been reminded one more time it works. Yes. Naaman all come back and Naaman says, Behold, now, now I know. Yes. Mm. Yes. See, it don't matter now. Doctor can tell me all he wants to, but now I know. See, all my religious friends had religion all their life can tell me all they want to, but I've done this over here, and now I know yeah. this works. Now I know there's something to this. Yeah. They tries to give the preacher all that money, and the preacher says, there ain't nothing in the world you can give me worth what you just told me. As the God, as God is alive, the one before whom I stand. He's telling him, look, I'm just the one he used. And if you remember, I didn't even go out there. I don't lay no hands on you. That's God Almighty. Yes. So I'm going to ask you today, very blunt question. Sounds like a question with an easy answer, but it might not be. There might be an area in your life where you don't know. And I'm not talking about head knowledge today. I'm not talking about do you know because you're ready. I'm not talking about do you know because you heard it. I'm talking about do you know because it has happened. Mm. Do you know now? Jesus. If there's an area in your life you don't. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you to do like Naaman did. Simple act of obedience. Yes. I'm going to ask you to come up here today and say, God, I need to know. Jesus. That might be somebody in your family. That might be some of your health. I'm not going to stand up here and try to guess 30 things, hoping to hit you. If God ain't hit you now, I can't do nothing for you. I'm going to ask you today, if you have an area of your life, you need to know that you need God to move in. I'm going to ask you to bring it up here today. And just tell God, here I am, Lord. I need to know. Go ahead, Jimmy Stacy. Oh, 
You love Mel? Greet at me one time. That's good. She does. Remember to pray for Mark and Pepsi and uh, Faith and yes. clients. Uh, remember to continue to pray for Tanya. Keep Tommy in prayer. Yes. Uh, he's got a new heart, but the world we live in is still old. Amen. Pray that he encounters good people, godly people. Remember Travis. Keep him yes. in prayer. Supernatural strength. Got to convict his bosses and don't have normal hours. And Lori can have her Travis at home like yes. he needs to yeah. be. Right? Yes. Yes. Remember Abby at work tonight? Yes, yes, please. That this peace that we feel in here will go with her? Yes. Okay? Let's all thank God for today, can we? Thank you. Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. We thank you, Lord, for real living word. Yes. Thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we don't just have a book full of just dead, dry history. We don't have a book of fairy tales. But we've got a book full of people that, that you saw fit to put their lives in there because you knew it would help us. What an amazing God you are, Lord, that we have a book we can take anywhere with us, pick up at any time. We can hit an app on the phone and have it start talking to us. So, Lord, I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that we would take whatever part of today's word was for us, take it home and work it, yes. and watch it work. Yes. We pray now, Lord, for Tommy. Thank you, Lord, for a brother. <laughs> Thank you, Father, that we're going to see him again. Yes. Keep him safe this week, Lord. And let him wear that new heart. Let him get it all broken yes. in nice and Thank good. Yes. Touch his wife. Give her a miracle. Yes. Raise her off of that sick bed. Yes. Be with Travis. Give him the strength to fulfill Jeez. his obligations. Let conviction settle upon his yes. employers, that they would care about their employees. Jesus. Lord, be with Damon and his family today. Yes. Be with you. Angie and Dewey and their family. Thank be you. with Glory and Donald and their family. Thank you, be with Abby tonight, God. We're so proud of her, Father. Yes. Lord, use her. We know she's got the courage, Father. Yes. Use her, God. Ask you to bless your people. Jesus. Keep your hand upon all of them until we see everybody again this Wednesday. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Jesus. God bless you. You're dismissed. Man. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you again in just a couple days. Okay, sir.